1: Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who subscribe and follow and click thumbs up buttons and click bells and enjoy our content. And if you want to be one of those cool folks, you can hit those buttons too. We'll be delivered to your eyes and ears when we drop our episodes every day. And James... Today was the open day of practice at the Bengals off-season program. We had an open locker room, which is a real treat for you and the rest of the Bengals beat writers to get a little bit more time in with some of these players and one-on-one in small group settings. And we also got some injury updates on a number of players, including Alex Kappa, but one of those players working on the rehab field was T. Higgins. And you told me the start of a hilarious story a really good interaction you had in the locker room today.
0: Yeah, this is the beauty of open locker room, right? Is you you are able to interact with these guys, get to know these guys. And I've talked to up and down the roster. I've been trying over the past couple of weeks to talk to everybody and get to know everybody because when you're covering a team and you're talking about a team as much as I am, which it's not just here on Locked on Bengals, but certainly here on Locked on Bengals daily, we're going to say good stuff. We're going to say bad stuff. We're gonna say stuff that's borderline that they, uh, you know, they may hate or disagree with. That's okay. That comes with the territory. But you want them to know that you're human too, as you're saying that and you view them as a human and, and build that rapport. Just so when that does happen, they understand it and you understand it and, and everything can be okay. So it, it just makes things smoother. And so I hadn't gone up to T. Higgins yet, and uh, you know he had been busy. Last week was you know a busy week. I talked to some guys, but didn't get over to T yet and uh t well called me over right at the start of open locker room and he's like hey james and i'm I'm thinking like what other james is on the team i'm not thinking he's talking to me like why would t higgins be calling me over right now he's talking with mike thomas and jamar chase he's like james come over he's like is secretariat an athlete and i'm like what (laughs) i swear i was like what what Is Secretariat an athlete? And he's like, you don't know who Secretariat is? And he's looking at me crazy for a second. And I'm like, no, I do. I just, I wasn't ready for this, T. So uh, I was like, yeah, I think people consider him an athlete. Um, There was this big debate about it. Like, but people consider him an athlete. I was like, I don't. And then Mike Thomas and Jamar were like, thank you. (laughs) And uh, and T was like, hey, I didn't say he was, but people consider him one. And so this is probably going to spark a whole debate um, amongst our listeners. Um, I don't think he was. And then we got into how uh, big horse jockeys were and all those things like size wise or, or small. <laughs> um, because I, T was like, man, they're, they're shorter than you. And I was like, yeah, they're a lot shorter than me. I'm not that short T it was, it was, uh, it was pretty damn funny, but that's the beauty, uh, of open I mean, And as I get you to, to react to that, some are like, Oh, come on, give me some football stuff. T Higgins got that full range. Full range of motion. He's not participating in the football, st- you know, catching passes and stuff, but he's out there moving. Looks like he's in good shape. So I think he's going to be just fine for training camp.
2: Yeah. A bunch of guys on the rehab field, but Secretariat as an at, like the horse, right? We're yeah, talking about. Yeah.
0: And he is. That was a big thing. Like when Secretariat was at his peak and it was like, is Secretariat the greatest athlete of all time? Like I remember the debates and I thought they were stupid, but that, and I don't think the average fan, like sports fan, considers a horse, an athlete. But I remember there were columns written in extra Oh, of course it's an athlete. And so that was the, that was the debate that was being had in the Bengals locker room, which I love by the way, because these guys are just like you and, you know, and, and your friends having debates, crazy debates about what whatever the hell comes to mind or comes up at a,
2: any given day. I just think that's so funny that these guys, I mean, he's an athlete for a horse. I guess what's the definition of an athlete like he's like if if you're talking about horses anyway T Higgins full range of motion working on the rehab field with Nick Cosgray, along with uh, Brandon Wilson Joe Batchy Joseph Osai and Marcus Bailey all those guys according to Zach Taylor as he was walking off the field talking to the group of reporters Uh, on the sideline are expected to be ready for camp. But the biggest injury note of the day is Alex Kappa, who has a core muscle injury. It's expected to keep him out for a couple of weeks, according to Zach Taylor, who wasn't ready to put a real timeline on it, but it would be at least a couple, three weeks, four weeks, who knows. And these core muscle injuries, you want to make sure they heal, especially for an offensive lineman where core strength is paramount very very important for them to functionally do their job in the trenches but what that means is probably nothing significant long term there's no fear it doesn't sound like to me at this point that he is in jeopardy to start the season and you hope that remains the case yeah
0: zach's sorry to cut you off he said weeks right which you would
2: hope I- doesn't linger past weeks. Sometimes these things do, but hopefully it doesn't, right? That, that's all I'm saying. But what it highlighted sure. was Hakima energy of right guard and Jackson Carmen at left guard. And this is what Bengals fans who want them to go sign another interior offensive lineman, something that we've talked about, bring back Quentin Spain, find Ode Ibushi out there, a veteran who has experience and can, can give you 300 snaps if he needs to, that are average, or almost average at least, but instead, we're doing what we, we talked about with Eric Eager yesterday. And now, instead of asking one guy to hit out of four guys at left guard, now you need two guys to hit out of four mm-hmm. guys at left guard and right guard.
0: Yeah, it makes it much more challenging. And to me, I wouldn't expect to see Alex Kappa for the rest of the offseason program. You know, you dismiss June 14th-ish, right? That second week of June. And so if you're doing that, that's great. I'll see you at camp, Alex. Get better. Because you need them. And uh, at the same time, what I think the Bengals are going to do, and there's a couple spots, they do need to add. You know, add a piece here, add a piece there. And they do have some roster spots open. They're not at 90 yet. Uh, So we'll see if they do that. But it is a reminder, man, you're one injury away from being much closer to that Super Bowl line than the line that we've envisioned, which is this bona fide awesome line protecting Joe Burrow. And so that's, uh, that's a scary thought. You hope those guys behind the big three that they signed, you hope those guys are, are much improved this offseason and and uh, are much better in 2022 when the season rolls around.
2: Yeah, that's something that we'll find out. Maybe maybe Hakeem Adeniji and Jackson Carmen are fine. Maybe. But but that's that dice roll we're talking about, right? And the other good point that Eric made when we were chatting with him yesterday, and if you missed yesterday, we chatted with PFF's Eric Eager about his quarterback tiers and about the Bengals' offseason and about the Bengals' chances in the division and in the conference in 2022. And one of the points he made is that the Bengals are in a position now where they've done enough in the offseason where if they need to trade for a veteran offensive lineman, that is a very realistic option to get them through the season, to get them in through a playoff push they might want to consider around the trade deadline. And unfortunately, the trade, de- trade deadline in the NFL is early for how long the season is. But if yeah. they're in a position where they need to make a trade, it certainly, I think was a really good point that we maybe haven't given enough thought or time to considering is the mid-season trades, the one-player veteran acquisitions, that the Bengals now firmly in contending mode are in a better position to make now than they have been for quite some time. We also talked about Jackson Carmen who addressed the media today. We'll talk about his conversation with folks in the locker room, including James Rapine, coming up next.
0: But first, I got to tell you about AG1 because AG1 is something that I've mixed into my busy daily schedule for really one reason. I'm awful at eating vegetables, just bad at it. And so I, in my lifetime, I've missed out on the nutrients and the vitamins and all of the good stuff that comes with veggies because well, I can't fit those or I haven't been able to fit those into my normal diet. But AG1, Athletic Greens, helped me do that because it's just one scoop Every morning before when I wake up, and you know, you can have it before your morning coffee. And what it's going to do is it's going to give you 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods that are going to help you sleep easier, give you more energy throughout the day, improve your gut health, all of these different things. And literally, it's just one scoop per day. I put it in eight ounces of water, boom, just like that. I get all these vitamins and nutrients that are, well, helping me uh, stay healthy and get healthier during uh, the slow time in football. But let's be honest, there hasn't really been much of a break here. And the, the best part about it is it costs less than what your morning cup of coffee is going to cost as you stop at, uh, you know, these stores to, on the way to the office. It's less than $3 per day, and you're going to improve your health it's cheaper than that cold brew habit, as they say. So check them out right now. And Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D, just a little dropper that I use every single day as well, and free uh, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to go uh, do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Don't delay. Go there now. Athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to try AG1 today.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: James Jackson Carmen addressed the media in the locker room today. The Bengals' leader for now at left guard where... Favorite. Yeah, the favorite. Ordo Volson will certainly push him along with some others, perhaps. But interesting that first off the bench of right guard is Hakeem Adeniji, who, of course, started for the Bengals of right guard in the Super Bowl last year. I guess that shouldn't be too surprising, but not Deontay Smith, not mm. not Volson, not Trey Hill, but Hakeem Adeniji there, the first one off the bench today. And, you know, don't read too much into exactly. anything in May yep. because these are... Hardly practices in the first place compared to what we'll see in training camp. But uh, I, I just thought that was interesting. Jackson Carmen also interesting. First time we've heard mm-hmm. from him in quite a while. And again, really easy to read this interaction, potentially the wrong way, potentially read too much into it. Maybe he's just nervous, etc. Maybe, you know, we, we don't always do the best job of judging other people's tone, but I watched it. You posted the video over at allbengals.com. You were there. You can talk about your experience with it. It felt like he was trying to say the right things, mm-hmm. but in doing so didn't feel like he genuinely answered some of the questions and kind of did the thing you see politicians do sometimes where they just kind of deflect. And I understand why he might feel like he had to do it. But take, for example, and and this feels nitpicky and I don't love nitpicking, but take, for example, he was asked about how he felt about his performance in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And he was asked specifically, I think, about the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs when he played. And he felt good about it. And the follow-up question was, what about you personally in that game? He said, oh, it's not really about me personally. It's about the team, and it's about whatever the team needs to do to win, which is great. That's all well and good. And, and I appreciate the team-first attitude and the team-first mentality there. But how does Joe Burrow answer a question like that after mm-hmm. any game, even if they win? Yeah. I feel like I played pretty well today. There are a couple of throws I would have liked to have had back or there are a couple throws there are a couple throws that I didn't make as nicely or as accurately as I wanted to or after games where he didn't play well I I felt like I could have played better today and he says that more when they lose and when they win to Jackson Carmen's defense but the difference in those answers could indicate a difference in the way they feel about how they're personally accountable or, or where they're responsibility is. And again, I kind of hate reading too much into it. So apologies if you're one of the people out there that's like, what is he supposed to say? Stop nitpicking a 22 year old kid. But this is Jackson Carmen's reality now. And a small change to that answer makes you feel, makes me feel would make me feel anyway, like he was really taking his growth and development very seriously, rather than just saying what he thinks he's supposed to say.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things where his body language, the way he answered the questions, pretty similar to what he did last year. Right. In, in, in that sense. Um, and, and so is this just, he's not great, you know, at the mic with the, you know, cameras on him and there weren't many cameras on him, a couple cell phones. I don't think any TVs were on him when, uh, the video that you, uh, and I say TVs, TV people. Um, we're on him when you saw the, the, the video that I posted, um, that I think was just all writers. So it, it's, it's one of these things with Carmen, right? Where I'm going to need to see it. And regardless of what he said, I would feel that way. Um, look, a, a lot of people are going to bring up the fact that he wasn't asked directly about the the report that came out about him. And to me, Nobody with the Bengals once that asked. And I don't know if he would actually answer it. I I really don't. I don't, I don't think that that's the case. Um, I, I, I wonder if that whole interview would have stopped. I don't know. Um, but, but it's one of those things to me where he could have, um, talked about his, his immaturity, for example, and I just have, and I posted the full video. I tweeted it like Jake said. So if you want to watch it, you can, it's on YouTube. Um, but I asked what's the biggest difference. And this is a pretty common question that I've asked I'll ask Jamar for sure. Uh, but I remember asking T I asked Joe, um, or someone did. Um, but the biggest difference in the way I phrased it, what's the biggest difference in, in Jackson Carmen a year ago as a rookie to Jackson Carmen right now. And he just said a year of experience and there was nothing more. There was nothing there. And that might be just how he wants to handle it. And, he may go out there and perform at a high level. He said the coaching staff wants him at 323, 325, 323. He did look like he was in good shape. Talked about how he's eating pizza with cauliflower crust and uh, vegetarian sausage, which sounds ridiculous. And I followed up with him after the mics were off. I was like, man, you, you really eating cauliflower crust, huh? And he's like, yeah. And so, you know, I know there are some people out there that can do it. I can't. I, I survive on built bars and AG1. But, you know, it's uh, whatever floats his boat. But no, I, I get that. I get the the people that are like, this doesn't feel. And he's an offensive lineman, so it doesn't have to feel like Burrow. Burrow's the quarterback, right? Yeah. Um, he's not going to be a star. All right, Jackson Carmen is not going to be this superstar player because he is a guard. And how many guards are stars? I, I don't know if you can name one, right? I don't. Do you know? I mean, Quentin Nelson's popular-ish for an offensive lineman. I don't think he's a NFL star. Whitworth um,
2: was was quite.
0: Popular. He's a tackle. He's a tackle. Yeah, you okay. know, and so you know what I mean. So it's it, it's tough. You, you do get some popular tackles. Whitworth no did play
2: guard it. a little bit.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm sure. getting
2: technical I'm, with you.
0: <laughs> a spot guard, but but you get my point. So like, yeah. does Jackson Carmen need to be as buttoned up as Joe Burrow or Jamar Chase from a media standpoint? I don't think so. Or T Higgins or Joe Mixon. No, because they're not necessarily. He's not a star, but. I don't think I saw anything Tuesday that's going to be like, oh man, get on, get on the Jackson Carmen train. And yeah, I, I I don't know if there's anything else to say outside of that. Like, as far as the the report goes, like the Bengals are rolling with him, and whether they knew it or not, they, they damn sure were. He was not going to tell me, right? He denied the allegations. That isn't going to change whether you ask him or not. So, I think that part is where it is, and people are going to have their opinion regardless. And I'm not telling people how to feel about it. At the same time, do I look at Carmen and, and am I like, all right, we'll see. Like, I just kind of shrug because I've been pretty critical of him. Like, I'm not going to run from that. That's also why I introduced myself to him. Um, yeah. And uh, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be one of those things where his his on-field play, if he goes out there and he balls out, I, I think people are going to be like, okay. Um, but right now, I just don't think there's much equity with that. And I'm a big equity person, as you know.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think that's all fair. Like there's a wait and let's see what happens here. Frank Pollock did have some positive things to say about Jackson Carmen. Bengals.com has these quotes and James, you might have them too. So apologize if I'm not crediting you and you have them, but Frank Pollock said he's working really hard. It's evident. He's focusing on doing some drills and applying what we're teaching as far as fundamentals, technique, and footwork. He's working hard. I'm excited about it. That's what Frank Pollack said about Jackson Carmen. Said he's progressing, taking the next step. And I don't think Pollock would say this just to say it. Like he's not gonna throw his guys under the bus, certainly. But this is a pretty rosy report, I would mm-hmm. say. And and it doesn't to me strike me as Frank Pollock's motivational style to pump a guy up to media and and not, you know, not have that be earned. So mm-hmm. It, it seems like perhaps there's some reason for optimism there, from Frank Pollock and well, Aaron Donald will be practicing against the Bengals. If Jackson Carmen's looking for a preseason test, some joint practices with the Rams coming to the banks of the Ohio River this preseason. We'll talk about the preseason schedule, which we haven't discussed yet, and that joint practice plan with the Rams coming up next.
0: But first, a word from Bet Online because. Well, if you haven't gone to Bet Online and signed up yet, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. But Bet Online is a one stop shop for all of your sports betting needs. Whether you want to wager on the NBA playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals, which is tied two games apiece, Boston taking it to Miami in game four. And now they travel back to Miami with the best of three in this best of seven series with the series tied two to two, or maybe your team Steph Curry like me. And you want the Warriors to win it all, or you just think that they're going to, which I still have some doubts, but looking good for Steph and company. You can wager on them. You can wager on the Bengals to win the AFC North and so much more from baseball to UFC to boxing to defensive rookie of the year with the Bengals. And, you know, I don't know if Dax Hill's on that list yet. I think he will be by the time the season starts. People are sleeping on Dax Hill. Point is, though, you can... Go to Bet Online right now for all of your sports betting needs and sign up for free today. Don't delay. Go there now. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: Hey, real quick, Jake, yeah, you have me, one more point, right? I do. Yeah. You could tell by my body language. I, I could did. tell. Hey, look at that. See, that's the read. That's the, that's the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, fourth and one, a little eye contact go route. And and so I shouldn't have even uh, said that. I should have just went to my point. I, but was, I was ready. I, you were ready. I love it. Um, the one thing with Jackson Carmen when it comes to his weight, and I just know people want to weight in shape. Not just weight, but him being in shape. Um, he said the biggest sh- difference last offseason to this offseason from training. He said coming off his of surgery and stuff like that, he had a real offseason this year because he had back surgery last year. Yeah. To go down and train with Duke Manyweather in Dallas. And he oh. said to be able to work with him and do a lot of offensive line-specific stuff that helped build his body. He said he was down there for about a month. So I, I know people... Uh, would want to know that, that, you know, he worked out with Duke Manyweather, who, you know, a lot of people uh, look up to in the offensive line world. A really
2: solid amount of time, too. And and even if he's who, who cares who he's working with, although great that he's working with Duke Manyweather, who has certainly had his hands on some uh, prominent and improved offensive linemen in the NFL, but working for anyone on offensive line specific technique stuff for a month. Yep. And coming into the off-season program at a good weight sounds like the coaches are happy with his weight, happy with his uh, his fitness levels. So these are these are positives. So you know, while we hit on certainly some of the criticisms of the way that he presented himself on the microphone, that could just be all it is. It could be discomfort on the microphone, and I wanted to make that clear at the beginning before I got nitpicky. And I don't like doing it because there could be tons of explanations for it, but. We we both had these observations that it was a little bit uncomfortable. It was a little bit awkward. And so we just wanted to hit on it. But we talked about it before the break. An opportunity coming for these guys to go against the defensive line that really ruined their second half in the Super Bowl. And it feels a bit odd to me that there's a Super Bowl rematch happening in the preseason. But the Bengals coaching staff and the Rams coaching staff obviously has a lot of ties. The full Bengals. Preseason schedule came out recently, James. I don't even know when it came out, which I shouldn't admit. Looks like May 24th at 9 a.m. There was a new time announced for one of the games, which is that last preseason game. And there are three. The Bengals get two home games because they have one fewer home game in the regular season. They open hosting Arizona Cardinals on August 12th on Friday at 7.30 p.m. All primetime time time slots for the preseason games, which... I think is pretty normal. They go to New York to play the Giants on Sunday, August 21st for their second preseason game and their final preseason game, hosting the Los Angeles Rams in a battle of the backups. I I highly doubt that very many starters play in in the third preseason game, especially with these two coaching staffs. On NFL Network at 6 p.m. on Saturday, the 27th, and a lot of joint practice is going to be happening that week, as Zach Taylor discussed after practice on Tuesday
0: yeah uh, i i love this honestly because um the one joint practice i covered is uh or joint practice sessions was 2016 and it was uh vikings teddy bridgewater was still starting for them but vikings with mike zimmer and Bengals, and you just get so much i remember stefan diggs versus adam jones and it was like they're going at it and so I love that because you know what I want? I want Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Jalen Ramsey to, to go at it. I want Cheeto Ouzier uh, to to face off against Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and they're not gonna do that in that third preseason game. That's not happening. No one's I, I bet you Joe Burrow plays I I would probably put the over-under bet online at like a half a snap, and I'd probably take the under as of today. I just don't don't think that that's going to be in the realm of possibility, and maybe they do, Um, but guess when they're going to play is in practice, and they're going to be able to simulate all these different situations against a team that is obviously thinking about and hoping to get back to the Super Bowl, and that's where the Bengals are. and They're in a tougher conference than the Rams, and so they're going to have to uh, you know, deal with that and, and, and navigate that. And so what better way to prepare for that than practice against the the reigning Super Bowl champions and the team that they probably deep down feel like they should have beat. So now you get to to practice against them. And I think the Rams, at least on paper, are better in some key areas. So it, it should be interesting.
2: Yeah, it'll be a, a really good practice. And Taylor talked after Tuesday's practice about the idea that you can put together these game situations that you don't always get in the game and you can get a better Version of that when you're practicing mm-hmm. against another team, it allows you to do some things that you can't always do with just your own team. And so there are certainly some advantages to joint practices, and they tend to happen when the coaches are close and know each other well and know how each other operate. And obviously, Zach Taylor was a part of Sean McVeigh's practice system for a long time, and I assume does something similarly, but it sounds like the coaches are very comfortable with one another and there's there's nothing to complain about here. Only good, maybe maybe a fight. Sometimes fights happen at these things, but generally speaking, from a football perspective, you're, you're talking about positive outcomes with an increased level of competition in practice for that last week of preseason practices.
0: Yeah, and that that the other the good part and the down part is as far as fights go. I mean. From the sound of it, Sean McVay's practices are so loose yeah, and, and just non-impactful. But Jalen Ramsey will be there. I, I think, yeah, you're right. I, but like <laughs> I think I could walk into a Rams practice right now and be good to go. Like, and so just because they don't practice, like Whitworth, his last real NFL practice was for the Bengals. That yeah. dude went there and never practiced. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. I, I guess Ramsey. But who would it be? Ramsey and Boyd? I don't think Jamar is going to get into that. Like, I think he's just going to be like, all right, I'm going to go one-hand one on you. I don't know.
2: Should be fun. Should be fun either way. I'm looking forward to that. And that is your preseason schedule. Disgust. Uh, another little stand for the Bengals as they open at home and also have their third preseason game at home. So a little bit less travel at the beginning of the season, which is another nice little perk of this preseason schedule and a lot of extra exposure. Super Bowl rematch of backups though, who probably won't make the team. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting little week three of the free season for the Bengals. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We Real have a quick, to-
0: I'm I'm cutting you off just okay. because you know what that's going to be. What we're literally going to be talking about that week three is the punting battle. Yep, is the the battle for wide receiver four. Have they done something there? Like, they'll be like some pivotal things. We're literally going to be there to monitor Kevin Hubert's punts versus Drew Christman's holds. It's going to be something ridiculous. So uh, I can't wait for that.
2: Week three training camp stories, man. (laughs) Yeah. we're, We're, two what, three months away? Two months away? I can't do math. It's late in the show. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. If you haven't talked to our buddy Mike at Bengals underscore Sans Santagata for a while, we might reach out to him pretty soon and see if he can talk about some of these rookies. We're also going to have a mailbag coming up again, as it's that time of year where your questions are our favorite thing to answer on the podcast and gives us a really good idea of the things that you want us to talk about as well. So get your questions ready. Until then, Bengals fans, day, and have a good one.